Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 2 Corinthians. Today is episode 460. We're looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. Let's read our passage. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. He comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any kind of affliction though the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as the sufferings of Christ overflow to us, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings that we endure. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that as you share in the sufferings, so you will also share in the comfort. Well, this is Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth, church he's been dealing with for some time. First uh, Corinthians was all about correction to them. Then Paul ended up making a run over to Corinth to try and deal with things, but it did go well and things kind of broke down. Paul came back to Ephesus. He sent another letter. He calls it the tearful letter. He sent it via Titus. And now Titus has returned up to northern Greece. Paul's left Ephesus and has joined Titus somewhere up in Macedonia. And it seems there's been some repenting of the majority of the people in the church in Corinth, although a sizable minority are still causing trouble. And it seems to be the, the thrust of 2 Corinthians trying to win over that sizable minority who still have issues. So Paul gave just a salutation in the first section we looked at last time. This is just a benediction. But if you look at what the benediction is about, it's it's more than a, a simple, and I'm praying for you guys. He begins with uh, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Standard Jewish greeting would be, Blessed be the, the God of our fathers. Paul changes that. He changes it into his own formula, Christianizes it. But it's not just blessed be the God of our fathers, but the God who is the Father of Jesus Christ. So it's making it very Christian. And sometimes he extends that to our Father. But he brings in a couple of outflows of all that that we'd actually directly experience. And that is mercy and comfort. He is the source of mercy, and he's the source of comfort. We like that. We like to hear about mercies from God and comfort from God. However, we wouldn't pretty much care about him if it wasn't for the problems that we experience, the afflictions we experience. So verse 4, he says, he comforts us in all our afflictions. We like that. If there's afflictions, we like that God comforts us. But then there's a, a reason for this. He says, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any kind of affliction through the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Too often when we think about it, we think, what's the, what's the purpose of my relationship with God? And we really boil it down to a very selfish mindset, because that's what we do. And we think, well, the whole purpose of my relationship from God is for God to make me happy. Why did God save me? 
so I could be happy, so he could bless me, so that he could give me everything I want and uh, guide everything so that I don't get into any kind of trouble and uh, unhappiness because God's ultimate goal is for me to be happy. Really? I mean, we rarely say it out loud because we know it's wrong. God's ultimate goal is not for us to be happy. It's not for us to be without trouble. God's ultimate goal is his own glory. And his goal is the propagation of the gospel. And he involves us in these things, in bringing his glory and in propagating the gospel and expanding the kingdom and drawing others in and ministering to others. We're involved in God's plan. And God's plan is not for us to be happy. It's not that God's plan is for us to be unhappy, but God's ultimate plan is for his purposes to be accomplished. And sometimes that does involve our unhappiness. And we generally have problems. That's part of living in a sinful fallen world. God doesn't build a fence around us and say, just because you're living in a sinful fallen world, I am now going to protect you from everything that could happen to you. Does he provide protections? Oh, yeah. But that's not his ultimate goal, is to provide a protection, this fence around us, so that nothing bad can happen to us. No, his promises are that when bad things happen, I'll get you through it. And Paul's discussion here is, when you have afflictions, because you will have affliction, because you are, living in a sinful fallen world. You will have afflictions. Anything from you're going to have a cold to you're going to have a serious medical emergency to a meteor's going to fall on your home to you're going to lose a loved one to there's going to be a riot in your neighborhood to it doesn't matter. You can just go through and through and through and through. Bad things happen and they will happen and there will be bad things that happen to you. There will be affliction, but God says he will comfort us in that affliction with an outgrowth. Because one of the things he does this is the idea then that we will be engaged in his purposes. Not just so we'll be happy, so we won't be so sad because of the affliction, but so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any kind of affliction through the comfort we ourselves receive from the Lord. So we see other people being afflicted. We should immediately be thinking of how can we be of comfort to them with that inner motivation of because God has given comfort to me. Now it may be a specific kind of affliction where you experience some kind of problem and you see somebody else suffering from a similar kind of problem, you know, I know what that's all about. And so you can go and provide some specific comfort for them for having gone through it yourself. Or it may just be that you have no idea what they're going through, but the very fact you've experienced comfort from God equips you to provide some kind of comfort for this person. So verse 4 is, Yes, God does provide us comfort, but then there's an expectation that because of that, we're now equipped 
to provide comfort for others. He amplifies that in verse 5. For just as the sufferings of Christ overflow to us, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. Now the Holy Spirit's involved in this, and the Holy Spirit prompts us and guides us and leads us through all this and even opens our eyes to this so that when we receive the comfort from God, the Holy Spirit should be prompting us that help us to provide comfort to other people. In verse 6, he says, If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. Now, what's he saying here? Who's we? We is Paul and his companions. You is the Corinthian church. So Paul's saying, when, when me and the guys here in Macedonia, when we encounter affliction, that's for your comfort and salvation down there in Corinth. How's that work? Well, when Paul goes to Corinth, Paul and his entourage, they've experienced afflictions. They've experienced problems. They're now equipped one, by having gone through the problems, but secondly, by experiencing the comfort from God. They're now equipped to help the Corinthian church in their afflictions, or, or even not directly by going down there, by presenting emissaries, by sending letters, even just by praying for them. So when, change the words around, when we, you and me, are afflicted, it is for the comfort and salvation of others. There's a, an outflow of that. Affliction that you and I encounter equips us and enables us, gives us something then to use to reach out to others, to provide some comfort for them, and even salvation. He goes on verse 6, if we are comforted, it is for your comfort which produces in you patient endurance of the same suffering that we suffer. So, you and me, we have a problem. We encounter other people. We are now able to provide some empathy, provide some help, provide some guidance, and provide comfort for that person and help them, equip them to get through whatever it is they need to get through. It concludes this section, verse 7, And our hope for you is firm, because we know that as you share in the sufferings, so you will also share in the comfort. So he's wrapping this part up about comfort. Now he led in with blessings to God, who's the Father of Jesus Christ, but he's also the source of mercy and comfort. And so talking through this whole section on comfort then, we all experience bad things. But we all experience comfort from God. And by extension of what he's discussing here, comfort from one another. So when something bad happens, you experience comfort directly from the Lord. You also experience comfort from other believers. And through all that, you are equipped to be able to provide comfort to others. Other believers and other non-believers the believers to hopefully draw them closer to the Lord to see that you're there as the Lord's emissary to provide this comfort and that the comfort really does come from the Lord. Comfort to the unbeliever. 
perhaps to open them to even seeing the actions of the Lord. Why are you doing this for me? Because the Lord's done similar things for me. And this is how God works. God works through his people. Now, God works directly with his people. The Holy Spirit directly does a lot of things in us. But God then uses us to deal with others, to strengthen their faith, to provide comfort, to even provide salvation by showing God at work in people's lives. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time. So continue working through 2 Corinthians.